0: Man can't deal with this newfangled technology.
1: I can't. <laughs> well, hey, I, I like your hat, Grady. Well, thank you. This is my Christmas present. My wife told me I had to wear it. Okay. Well, it's good. I mean, what kind is it? Well, I don't know. S C A L A. Does that mean
0: anything? C L A. Yeah. Let me C L A. Good. Good for you. <laughs> is it? Is that a good one? Oh yeah. Love them. This is Stetson here. Hey. Welcome, Grady. Welcome to the program, man. You know, is that your website? And, man, you've been, how do you got time to
1: write all these books? Well, I just, I hibernate and I write.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: I've traveled so much racing and all that that I'm just all I want to do is stay here and write books. Okay. So, and I like to write all kinds of books. Okay. So, so you're a racer. You race cars or motorcycles or what? Yes, I drove funny cars up till 1979. If you remember that crash, they showed all uh, oh, CBS with the uh, power of winning and the defeat and all that. That car goes tumbling three or four times out in the sand. Uh-huh. That was me. Oh, that was you. <laughs> that was about the last time I
0: drove. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad you're still among the living, uh, Grady, but I guess we're going to— yeah. be- I guess we're going to be. It's
1: only two kind of drivers: those that's going to crash, and those that's already crashed.
0: Now, uh, so when you crashed, did you feel like you're going to pass on to the next world? (laughs) I think I will.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) Well, okay. Well, we're we're glad glad you're here. So, how many books have you written? Uh, I think I've got about 15 novels out now. Okay. and I noticed a lot of them are Western, cowboy-type things.
1: Yes, I signed up with uh, Dusty Saddled about two years ago.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, they liked the style I was writing, and they it's, it's all Western books. And <clears throat> they asked me to write Western books, so I started out with a series called uh, The Bounty Hunter and the Preacher, which was an unusual pair of, of, of outlaws, or cowboys. Mm-hmm. And it really took off good, and I've got about six of those out now.
0: Wow. Now, being a cowboy myself, I I
1: I, I kind of like cowboy stuff. So, now do you have a favorite character? Ah, uh, yeah, I guess I do. It's called Chico. Chico Hadley. He's a bounty hunter. Okay, and what's he? And, and then what what does he do? He goes out and chases bad men. Oh, I
0: mean, did, did he catches them and then he turns them into the law. He them,
1: will shoot them, and the preacher will pray for him.
0: Okay, so um, do you the some of the shows that I like to watch are like, uh, the, the Clint Eastwood movies. Yeah. And you mentioned preacher. Cause I know one of them, I don't know if it's high Plains drifter or which one it is, but he's, he comes out of the mountain. Somebody's a little girl's starting to pray, like in the book of revelation uh, about a rider yeah. on a horse. And then all of a sudden Clint Eastwood comes down in the mountain. And so oh, that, that's, that's, that's a deep movie. It's got a lot of meaning to it. So, yeah, I, I do like that. And, um, uh, but he comes down, but she basically prayed him into existence. And if you watch the film, I guess at the end of the movie, he kind of just, in a, several of his movies, actually, he just kind of fades away. He didn't go away. He just he fades, fades away. away. He fades away. <coughs> That's right. That's right. So, you know, so there, there's some ghostly things with that. And by the way, because we're talking Western and stuff like this, I, I've always heard tell that the, uh, the Birdcage Cafe uh, in Tombstone is haunted. Are you aware of
1: that? I've been to Tombstone a few times and I've heard that, but I I, I don't know about this haunting business. So, yeah, uh, I can tell you some pretty strange stories though. Yeah, well, tell me one. That's what we're here for. Well, uh, I guess that that book I wrote, Visions of Hell, started these strange things, you might say. I, I remember my grandmother, who uh, was raised up in Oklahoma, in the hills of Oklahoma. She told me a story that stuck with me all my life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, it was about a, a neighbor that they had, and they had a daughter, and the daughter was a very evil, mean little girl. And she was sick, and she was fixing to die. And my grandmother said that her parents got her, and they had to go see this woman before she died to pay respects to their parents. Okay. So they went to the house, and they walked in the door, and grandmother said she sat down on the couch, and something grabbed her by the ribs through the couch. Whoa. And it kind of scared her, and she jumped up. And then the girl in the bedroom started screaming, and my grandfather's hat was on a peg on the wall, and the hat started spinning around the peg. And they went in the bedroom, and the girl was complaining about her feet on fire. And they pulled the covers off, and her feet was all blistered up. Wow. Blistered, and uh, she died that night. And so that's a true story. And when you see things like that, you know that there's something going on. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. Uh, Yeah. Okay, so we've got uh, a question for you. People watching the program right now, so they're going to be sending questions in. So let's get this one right here. It says, what part of the USA are you from?
1: I live in Texas right now. All right. So you, you, you're a, uh, a, a Texan. I guess you might say I'm a, I'm a Texan. I've been there since 1965.
0: Yeah. Now, wh- what do you think about your governor down there, Abbott?
1: I think he's doing all right. Uh, he's he's having a hard time with the border wall, but he's, he's fighting it.
0: Well, it looks like y'all are going to have to take care of that border wall because our our fool government just left it there. And Somebody's understand- got
1: to do it. Somebody's got to do it.
0: Well, maybe it's a little bit too late here. Hey, we got a question from Felix. He says, uh, Grady, are you familiar with the book A Land Unknown, Hell's Dominion?
1: No, I'm not, Mr. Hot." Hmm.
0: Well, okay. that means you, no. That means you haven't read every book in the world.
1: Well, I tried to.
0: But uh well <laughs> Okay. So you so you're right thing, but then we're we're talking about visions of hell. Now That's not all a popular subject because people don't really want to know about hell. They kind of want to close their eyes and believe it doesn't happen. Now, I don't know if you looked at our website, Grady, but we have a question about hell. Did you see that? Yes, I did. Okay. So because we're going to check in with you now and then we'll get done with you. We're going to look at the poll results again. But right now, of course, people can opt for what is hell, a, a, a fiery burning pit, separation from God, disappearing into nothing, seeing Kamala Harris's face. That would be hell for me. A place for demons, listening to the X. A lot of people have a, say that's hell. And then uh, eternal torture and pain. Now, the results are 45% believe hell is eternal torture and pain. We'll just go with number two then, separation from God. So we'll we'll see where that goes. Uh, now, Grady, we I've had a lot of people on this program that talk about near-death experiences. They die. They uh-huh. go up yonder. A lot of them see go through a light. They, they go through a tunnel and they see a light. But there's a few of them that say they go down the other way and they come back scared straight and they're scared straight. Some of them turn that's exactly, it. Some of
1: them, that's, that's exactly right. Some of them, them turn a, lot a preacher. Of people, um, I won't use any names because these people, are, you might say, are too embarrassed to talk about it. But they weren't what you call God-fearing people. And when something happened to them and they experienced what they told me about, their lives changed. It changed 100%, and something had to change it. And the stories they told me, I tried to put it down in the book, and everyone had a different story about what hell was to them. Hmm. Everyone. Hmm. Uh, some, some, like you say, burning fire, some was darkness, some with uh, had no eyes, they couldn't see, they stumbled around. Uh, it, it's terrible scary scare you to death. And every one of these people changed their lives. So to me, there's something to that.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting. I I never hear, uh, like, say, a person of another religion. I won't mention any religious names, but th- the one that talks about God, basically based on the Bible, seems to be the one that transforms people's lives one way or the other, mostly toward the good. But yeah. you don't hear people saying, um, well, maybe I'll just mention, mention." So just pick one, say maybe Islam. Say, you know, I've never heard him say, Well, I had a near death experience. I went down and saw the great Allah down there, and it was, you know, it was hell. I never hear, I never hear any stories like that. I don't hear any going up. I don't hear any, no, that, that, don't hear any no, stories.
1: There's not. They, they can't. Uh, I hate to say this, but there's only one God, and you know it. Mm. You know what I'm talking about.
0: Yeah. I'm, t- I'm trying to play coy, but yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. We know who he is. Uh, but so, so visions of hell. Now, we, when, when you talk to these people, Were you convinced of their sincerity?
1: At first, I wasn't, uh, because I'd known some of these people all my life, and I'd raced cars with them, and uh, you might say partied with them and uh, things like this, and then when they want to tell me about this, I find it hard to believe that they have changed their heart. But once I got into it with it and we started discussing it, I knew that their hearts had were changed, and they were scared to death.
0: Hmm. um the people i've had on the show they do talk about demons um one person became a reverend i mentioned somebody from howard storm uh he's kind of a widely recognized guy that went to hell this guy here you talk about party or i guess he was a party animal and a a womanized and all kinds of stuff and then i don't even think he believed in god but when he went died and went to hell um he said the demons were doing things to him. And when he's on his program, he, he said, I can't tell you what those demons were doing to me. So that's pretty sick stuff going on down there. But he came back. He became a preacher. And, uh, you know, he was scared straight. He didn't even believe. So it seems to me that God had his hand on him or had his eye on him and uh, sent him to oh, yeah. To, yeah. to show him that there is such a thing.
1: Oh, yes. I, I wish everybody would read my book. I really do. Uh, it just opens your eyes to what uh, what to expect when you die. Uh uh-huh. It's it's got some pretty sad stories in it. Uh, I I know there's one that I was having a bad dream one night, uh, and this friend of mine kept saying, why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you tell me? And I didn't know what the dream was about. Uh, The next morning, I went to have coffee with all my Harley people. We ride Harleys. And I couldn't wait to tell them about this bad dream I had. And they all looked at me and said, well, he got killed last night. Hmm. And he was trying to tell me why didn't I tell him about God? Wow, so that makes you think, doesn't it? Uh, it does,
0: yeah. That reminds me of a, a story in the Bible. Uh, was it Abraham? Was, Abraham was dead, and he, he said to Lazarus, "If you just go, you know, go tell my brothers, so they can believe." And he said, "If one come back from the dead, they ain't going to believe." So there's a lot of hard-hearted people out there. Uh, they don't want to believe, but you know what? E- everyone. Even the people that believe in reincarnation, okay, I don't know why, but they do. They're Eventually, they're going to wind up in the judgment seat. I don't know how many lives they're going to try to escape. All they're trying to do is prolong it. They say, well, maybe if I, come, if I can come back as a bug, then I won't have to go to that judgment seat and have my life examined. So, you know, they'll come back as anything, they'll, you know, as many times so they can escape that. But in the end, it's going to catch up with them, and they're going to have to find Senator out.
1: Center or ladder, you got to pay the piper.
0: Yeah. Uh, and, 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 yeah, and 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 now if you don't have enough credit, so to speak, to pay the piper, then that sounds like you're going to go down to a, a a pretty pretty nasty place.
1: Pretty scary place. Pretty scary
0: place. So, you know, the Bible says that uh, uh, that our that if we weigh if we weigh our good and bad, we're, we're going to the scale isn't going to weigh for us, greedy. That, that's just a fact. That's right. That's right. Um, so the scales are kind of weighted, but you know, you ever you seen the movie Ten Commandments?
1: Yes. Okay. Yes.
0: Okay. Remember when Pharaoh's son he took the bricks? He they, he was talking about uh, Moses and saying, uh, say you you gave him one day in rest, one day a week in rest, and and he put something on the scale and said, and you gave our grain to the people, put another thing on scale, and um, then the scale was weighing against Moses, and then Moses he walks over there with a brick. And he said, well, the dead make none slam that brick down. So that's the deal here. This is what I'm saying here. In the great judgment seat, when we're, when we're found wanting, we're going to have an advocate up there. He's got that brick. And the accuser of the brethren, you know who he is, that point, pointed, freaky, red-suited, uh, goofy guy and his minions yeah. are going to say, hey, I checked I checked Daniel Lott out. And I saw Grady, too. They did this. They did this and this. they they got to come down here with me. And they're gonna they're going they're gonna slap them charges on that balance and that scale. Jesus is gonna walk over and slam that brick down and said, They're mine, son. And I'll bet a fiddle of gold against your soul. <laughs> so what he says. So there you go. So
1: my, my little dog here wants to say something to oh, you. Oh, let's
0: see the little doggy. What's the little doggy's name? We love animals. Say
1: hello, Dolly. Say hello, Miss Rod. She has to lay in my lap. I can't work without her
0: laying in my lap. Oh man, I can't believe it. I got a brother who's got a dog exactly like that, and it's exactly the same way. And uh, and he puts little dresses on her. But that dog, well, man, I don't
1: go that far.
0: Well, I mean, now today you might have a a, a male dog, and then some owner is going to put a, a female dress on it. So you got to watch that. I mean, there's some there's some well, freaks out there, Grady. Let's don't
1: let let's don't get into that,
0: okay? Yeah, let's, okay, we'll move on. Hey, here's a question out of the live chat, Freely Speaking, says, Grady, uh, did you ever read Divine Revelation of Hell by Mary Kay Baxter? No, I have not. Oh, man, that's required reading right there. I read that thing. I had her on the program. Now, basically, what she says, Grady, that over a period, I think 15 days or so, that she said Jesus appeared to her, took her down to hell. And the reason it took 15 days is because it was so horrible that he knew she couldn't take it. So he had to kind of bring it to her a little by little.
1: Makes sense.
0: Yeah. And uh she said that hell is in the shape of a man and uh as laid out and then you go and and there's there's rooms with bars and there's people in these rooms. There's people yeah. in pits. Said that fuck uh, says, yeah. said that the people in the pits, they their their flesh would melt off and then they'd be screaming in pain and then it'd come back and on them, and so it's just going around. They, this flesh would come back. And put put back on them, and um, so pretty pretty gruesome, pretty gruesome thing. Oh yeah, yeah But But yeah, here, is. but here I remember another story. Let me tell you this other story. Uh, she said that there was a witch in in one of these prison cells, and and the prison and the and the witch was arguing with the demon, saying, "Hey, I told you told me that if I did your bidding up on earth, that I break churches up, and break marriages up, and do all this kind of stuff, that I would be able to reign with with my with with my dad, the, the devil." And 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 the demon said, well, don't you know that he's the father of lies? And so, you know, don't that's make right. deals with the devil.
1: That's right. That's right.
0: He's going to crawfish on you.
1: <laughs> I've got an interesting book out that uh, I've just finished about some tablets that they found on Mount Ararat. Oh, what's that? And it was tablets written by the devil. Whoa. And... uh. Yes, it it's a pretty deep stuff, and uh, and how the devil tries to tell us a lot of stuff that the Bible doesn't tell us mm-hmm. uh, about who who Cain married. You know these questions like this that we've always questioned.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's, it's very very interesting book. I'll let you know when it's out.
0: Okay, yeah, you let me know when it's out. I got a couple of couple of actual books that that you wrote. I uh, put put them in our background. Here's another one you wrote. Uh, now unearthly journey. I mean, it sounds, and again, that goes kind of back to my Clint Eastwood thing. Uh, I, I think another, another time uh, Clint Eastwood's riding through a town, and they whip him, and it turns out that he's a marshal from a previous life that was killed, uh-huh. and he came back for vengeance. So I'm
1: just saying that, that West, the, the West, Grady, is some spooky stuff. Oh, you got it. I'm from Carlsbad, New Mexico. I was raised up in New Mexico before I came to Texas, and there's a lot of spooky stuff that happened out there in that desert that people don't even like to talk about now.
0: There's not something out there called, like, strange lights or anything, would they?
1: No, it's not strange lights. It's Cattle mutilation is is the biggest problem they've had. Whoa! Uh, I've had friends out there. I had one friend that's a rancher, and they started losing cattle, uh, and they couldn't figure out what happened to it. They thought maybe teenagers were getting them. They were draining all the blood from them, and peeling half the skin off their face and uh, re- real bad. So he decided one night that he would stay out in his corral. He had some cows out there and just see what would happen. So he got him a cup of coffee, shotgun, went out there watching his cows. And it was his full moon. And he reached down to fill his cup up, and one of his cows was down on the ground. Hmm. Just like that. Wow. He runs out there real quick, think you'd catch people. And the cow was, uh, of course, all the blood was gone. It happened just immediately. Mm. And it scared him to death. He got his family and they came into town. Now, that's a true story, all
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: mm-hmm. They found cattle up in cottonwood trees by their front legs. And how did they get up there? Nobody knows. Mm. A lot of strange things happened out there.
0: Mm. Stranger and fiction.
1: Uh, okay, we got a few more questions for
0: you here, Grady. Uh, this is from Smoke C says, Grady, is there, a way, is there a way out of hell... If there is, what advice can you give them?
1: No, no. Now, I'm not going to get into the book of Revelations. Uh, there's a lot of things that'll happen before you go to hell, Mister. Uh, okay. I'm not a preacher, and I can't get into those things. I just mm-hmm. I can't I can't explain them. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Just answer what you want to. Ain't no big deal because we got a lot of other things talking about. I'm not, I'm about. not
1: gonna lead, I'm not gonna lead somebody astray on something that I don't know anything about.
0: Okay. Okay. Fair enough. All right. We have this question from our our, our moderator. It says, can you give us a summary about what we can expect
1: from hell to get us thinking? Well, if you want to live the rest of eternity in, in pain, and, uh, and 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 still have everlasting life, then yeah, then you better not. Uh, you better start thinking about it. Uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: The Bible tells you what hell's about. Read the Bible.
0: Okay. So, what got you thinking about hell?
1: What do I think about it? No, what What
0: got you thinking
1: about hell? Well, I don't know what I got me thinking about it I, I became a Christian when I was a young man a young boy and uh, I've tried to live right all my life so I don't really think about it because I know I'm not gonna go there hmm and uh, I think that's the best thing to do I guess be a God-fearing person you don't have to think about hell because you know you're not gonna go hmm
0: mm-hmm. well give us a give us an example from your book, Visions of Hell, uh, somebody's vision or whatever happened. Give us another story.
1: Well, I think, uh, oh my gosh. One of the guys I knew uh, was a race car driver and he had a a bad crash in a car at a racetrack and he lived through it. And uh, he told me that during the crash, He thought he was drowning in hot oil, and it was just getting worse and worse and worse, and he sunk deeper and deeper into this oil and pit and tar, and then he finally came to, and he wasn't, and he was stripped of all of his clothes. He was bare, and he was burning, he was blistered, and then he woke up in the hospital. And that was his vision of hell. He went to it, but he wasn't killed in the crash. He lived through it. But there for a while, he was dead. Mm. Did uh, did you recognize a change in him after that? Oh, oh, 100%. He wasn't even the same person. Wasn't even the same person.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you think that uh, certain people have visions of hell, Grady, because they need that now now you you don't want to talk about the bible per se but i mean i know a, a little, little bit about it so i'll say things that i do know one of them is says save some by fear pulling them out of the fire that is telling them that there is a burning literal hell may change somebody's course in their life uh it sounds like his course was changed um so were you able to tell him that kind of thing that that there is a hell maybe you'd, you, know, you, you, math, you you know you've got you got a message you got I didn't have
1: to tell him. I didn't have to. No, he knew. He knew exactly.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, when he changed, uh, I don't mean when a person changes, they go to church every Sunday. That's not what I'm. That's not, that's not the point I'm trying to make. Mm-hmm. You change in your heart, and he knew exactly what hell was about, and he changed in his heart. He mm-hmm. wasn't like I say. He wasn't the same person anymore.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. We have this question from Richard Brower. He says, uh, Grady, what's the most troubling story you ever heard?
1: Most troubling story? Troubling. Ooh. Oh my gosh. Uh, boy, it's a hard question to answer. I've heard so many sad stories. Uh, Mr. Hodge, you put me on the spot.
0: Well, okay. All right. I'll, I'll fill the void here. Uh,
1: I don't. I won't answer the question, but the, troubling, uh, the most troubling story I've read, I've heard. You'd have to read the book because they're all troubling. <laughs> I can't put one over the other. Okay. I mean, they're
0: both, okay. They're... Okay. Okay. So back to back to Mary Kay Baster's book. She said that uh, every time Jesus would get her, that he would take her down a tunnel. And in these tunnels, in the tunnel walls were demons, like, reaching out and stuff, trying to get it. just said it was really smelling bad. Did anybody tell you uh, that there were demons where they went?
1: Yes. Oh, yes, yes.
0: Did, did they describe reaching them? reaching
1: out and grabbing you, that comes, remember the story I told you about my grandmother sitting on the couch? hmm So I'm reaching out and grabbing her? Yep. Yeah. Uh, a lot of these people went down long tunnels. And there were caves in different caves in different uh, locations. Some had bars, some didn't have bars. And uh, there were different people in all these little rooms. Uh, And then down below, I remember one incident, they walking on a ridge and down below, he said there were people just screaming and hollering in agony. And there was a large chair in the middle of this lake of fire. And in this chair was a large demon looking man. With long long fingernails and every occasionally he'd reach down and stick one of those fingernails through a body in that lake and bring it up and take a bite out of it throw it back into the lake now that's pretty gory but that's Uh, the story i was told man it
0: is scary um by the way i want to welcome to to the to the show in our live chat jimmy ac bricks basic training um, Maria back with us. Ross Ludwig, Brock Sanderson, Vincent, Plassenfall, and Cardinal Sin all joined us in the live chat tonight. We have on our uh, Zoom call uh Grady Bryant. We're talking about visions of hell and a number of his other books and various things going on. Um so Grady, you're out west. I just got a question. There's this big argument. Is there a such thing out west called a chupacabra? What? A chupacabra.
1: Oh, oh, you mean the thing down in Mexico? Yeah. Uh <clears throat> A lot of people are saying it. I haven't.
0: Okay. All right. Well, hope, hopefully yeah, one. Comes yeah. Out.
1: yeah. There is. I'm not going to, I've never seen one.
0: Well, there is out there and you got that little dog and I'm just kind of worried that that little, it might see your little dog and have oh, no,
1: all that little dog. That go get.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. But we all about animal things over here. All right. Uh, so the, the a question from Cardinal sin says, do pesky varmints still exist? Now we just talked, that's a pesky varmint. Um, but, um, you talk about cattle mutilation. Now there's another phenomena that goes along with cattle mutilation. There are things like men in black. So have you seen or have you heard of a men have you heard of men in black? And do any of these yeah, yeah. what do you know about them?
1: Well, I I I think the best thing to do is read my book, Roswell One, The Final Contact. Oh. Uh that book uh explains a lot about the Roswell incident and what the government has done out in that New Mexico desert. Mm-hmm. Now I was raised out there in New Mexico and I had very good friends that were Apache Indians. And this is a story that they have told me ever since I was in high school. And when you read the book, it doesn't deny anything that happened, but it sure opens the door to a lot of possibilities about the Roswell incident. Mm-hmm. Um, That's it. Final contact. The
0: Indians talk about something called the skinwalker. Are you aware of yes. those? Uh, oh, yeah. Have, yeah. You, have you ever had to deal with one? No. No. If no. you saw one, would you attempt to shoot it? No. If you saw an, a, if you saw an alien, would you attempt to shoot that? No, I no. would not. What about your Bigfoot? No. So I see you're a peaceful man. And
1: he's, I'm not going to shoot anybody anymore. Okay. <laughs> anymore? <laughs> Well, let's not go into that, okay?
0: Well, <laughs> it sounds like you had a, a pretty rowdy past there. Uh, in fact, uh, let's see, rowdy. Speaking of rowdy past, who's this guy right here?
1: Well, that's me and my Harley.
0: Uh uh-huh. huh. Looked like you're a couple years younger.
1: Yeah, I was a little bit younger.
0: Well, let me ask you about Harley riders in general. Is there a requirement that you have to have as a Harley rider, like a, a hundred pound stomach that lays over the gas tank? Is that a requirement?
1: There are so many stories about Harley riders that uh, I'm just going to tell you the truth. There is nothing as close as a hog group, Harley group. Mm -hmm. They're my brothers. It's kind of like brothers you had in the army. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're just your brothers. It's a a close-knit organization that Mm -hmm. you can't explain until you get into the group. Mm -hmm. And to get into the group, you have to have a Harley. Uh
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, because I noticed I, I, I was rejected in my motorcycle riding days I had a Suzuki Boulevard, red and white one. Gonna,
1: that's not going to cut it, Mr. Hart. <laughs> you got to have a Harley.
0: <laughs> I know, I know. Because when, when you pull up next to a Harley rider and you're looking over, even though it was red and white, looked like a retro police thing, it was oh. still a Suzuki, the Harley riders... They don't go. You're, you're right. I, I'm, I'm sorry, Grady. You called me on that.
1: <laughs> no, I mean Suzuki, Hondas, they're all good bikes. That's not the point. Mm-hmm. But the point is the camaraderie you have with your Harley brothers. You cannot experience that with any other kind of motorcycle.
0: Mm-hmm-hmm. Now, see, I traded in. I traded in my my my, my bike for a for a, a travel trailer. It's a lot safer last and, and now here's the thing you talk about groups because you know, now you know, when I'm riding a motorcycle, I'm always throwing that hand down with the peace sign. You know, that's a typical motorcycle thing, and she so always looked to see who's returning that. So, there is that camaraderie with motorcycles, but there's also with campers. If you're ever out in the campsite, oh, yeah. if you're in a campsite, if you want to have get 50 instant friends, just open the hood of your truck because everybody, everybody wants that, to help. Everybody in that campsite will come over there. It, there's, so there's another group. That's okay. right. So, so there you go. Okay, so here's a, a question from Doreen. She says, Grady, uh, do, are we in the end times?
1: Well, if you read Revelations, it says we're getting close. Uh, there's a lot of things that hasn't happened, but there are a lot of things that has happened. So you read it and you just figure out what needs to happen when it starts happening. We're getting closer.
0: Mm. Somebody had a question about, about Harleys. Now, we all know that when they're idling, they go, bloop, the bloop, the bloop, 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 bloop. How do they even stay running? That's what I want to know. Do you want? How do they even stay running when they're going, bloop, bloop, bloop Well, bloop.
1: that's the old ones. How do they, how they stay potato, running? Potato, 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 potato. That's the old one. The new ones don't yeah. qu- quite sound like that. I had a man come into the Harley shop one time. I go out and drink coffee out there quite a bit. I had a good friend that wanted a Harley. He'd ridden Hondas all of his life. He came in and looked at them and started them, and he looked at me and said, is there anything you can do to make them quieter? And I said, <laughs> what do you mean quieter? He said, well, they're too loud. I said, you don't want a Harley. You're hmm. not a Harley rider. Mm-hmm. A Harley has to have sound to it.
0: Yeah. My, my Suzuki wouldn't do the blub blub thing. But what oh, I did, looked. but what I, but I did, but what I did do is I hollowed out the exhaust pipe, so I pull up next to Harley Driver and I go, take that.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs>
0: sounds like a, so, sounds like a thousand Japanese in there that are going, I'm a, I'm a. but
1: anyway. We call them, we call them rice eaters. Oh
0: yeah, I got that, I got that. <laughs> so let me, let me ask something. Um, be, because a, a, a lot of deaths in the West were traumatic shootouts and such like this. And so that's why people think that there's a lot of ghosts involved, and you—I guess you don't believe in ghosts, and whatnot. But it seems that th- there's a, a residue that the Western culture out—they kind of put out there, and the Indians are tied into this this kind of spiritual thing. But and maybe the early Westerners were, but now nobody is. Is any of that spiritual residue still out there?
1: Yes, yes.
0: No, you won't about.
1: find that residue or feeling that you have. In the big cities or with you might say the people now but you start going out to the small towns in New Mexico West Texas and New Mexico uh, it's a different world it's like night and day Uh, I can go out now if I ever go back to New Mexico which I go occasionally and go out in the middle of the desert and just sit Mm -hmm. just sit down and listen and you start having the feeling, you start seeing things. It's a, it's quite an experience to do something like that. Mm. You can't do it here. You can't do it in the city. You've got to go way out in the desert. So you, and, uh, yes, there is something to that. So
0: you hang out, you hung out with the Apaches.
1: Uh, do, do their dream catchers really work? Uh, <laughs> some of their spirits work stronger than you think they do. But you have to believe in them. You have to believe. And that's a problem. People don't believe, so therefore it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. That's like hypnotism. You say you can't hypnotize somebody that doesn't believe. You got to believe in it first.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then so you it happened.
1: You, you brought one of my books up now. They've got me writing horror books.
0: Yeah. I'm, yeah. The, 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 let's go back to that here. Let's see if we can pull that back here. Where was that? It was Valley of the Damned. What's going
1: on with this book? Oh, that was the second one. The first one I wrote was The Wagon Train of the Damned. Uh, it's a Western horror book. Well, there's all kinds
0: of like, what are they like? Z- zombies? No.
1: You have to read the book, Mr. Rod. Well,
0: I gotta know why I want to read the book. Now, if there's a zombie, I'm intrigued. If there's no zombies,
1: no, it's uh, the, the first. The first Western book was about a, a wagon train left Missouri on the way on its way to Santa Fe, mm-hmm. and it was hauling. Uh, they didn't know what it was hauling. And strange things started happening. Uh, people started losing their heads and losing their lives. And it was strange things in containers. They were taken to a a, a church in Santa Fe. Mm-hmm. Kind of ghosts, you might say. Spirits, you might say. That's, that's that type of thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, this hand coming out of the ground looks like a zombie to me. So I'll be oh, a gosh. bit worried about going out west. Now I don't. I thought I was going to travel out west, Grady, but now I don't know if there's if there's people coming from from the damned universe.
1: Well, I tell you, there's a lot of spooky things out there.
0: Okay, well, I guess I better keep, keep my eyes posted on that. All right, freely speaking it says Grady, Buffalo Bill encountered a six fingered humanoid while exploring. Do you have any books that mention six fingered aliens?
1: No, but they're six fingers people right now. Did you know that? No, who are they? Uh, there's one that plays on a professional basketball team, it's got six fingers, born that way. Sound like he's cheating. True story.
0: Really? Yeah. I know there's some giants playing in that game too, so maybe that's you know maybe that's kind of the thing too.
1: <laughs> well, there but, were giants here a long time ago too. Bible tells us that.
0: Mm. We uh, here, here we're near Indianapolis, and uh, there's a, a, a one of the oldest uh, bars in the Midwest. There, it's called the Slippery Noodle, and they've got some a lady called the Lady of the Blue Mist. She appears up in a room and has for for hundred years. Some sometimes, Grady, the dead don't want to stay dead.
1: Well, that's true. Now I can't. I don't know why. I, I I can't explain that. When you're dead, to me, you're dead. Yeah. But now, if there's ghosts, where are they coming from? Right. Well, I don't know. I can't. I can't. I, I don't even attempt to get into that. I know they scare me though. Mm-hmm. So.
0: I mean, if 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 you saw one, wouldn't you want to send them to hell? Send them back to hell? Cause isn't that where they coming from?
1: Well, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I woke up one night in my bedroom and saw a man standing beside my bed. What? It scared me, It scared me to death. I sat up in bed and said, what do you want? And it disappeared. Now, what was that?
0: <laughs> well, so- I, I don't know. I, I'm kind of the shoot first, ask questions later type person. But of course, you, you can't kill a ghost anyway, because they're already dead. You know, so well, they're,
1: supposed, they're I, supposed to be dead.
0: Maybe, maybe you get one of them Ghostbuster boxes and kind of like shoot them with a stream or something, and and, and drag them into a box. But you know, there's something to that movie Ghostbusters too, because the, in in the end of the original ones, not the woke versions later, but the original one, the the theory was that the building. Was a, was a calling is like a tower where all the demons came to assemble. So yeah. now yeah. that tells me that there's geographical demonic presence at different places, and that's why you get a haunted house because they're, they they stake out territory. Now it that's could right. be that this man that, in, that is in your house is saying, "Hey, I was here first, and greedy, you're my, you you're trespassing."
1: Well, he scared me to death
0: did mama see it no no
1: no i know one time i saw something in the hall something fluttering in the hall and i had a pistol beside my bed and i reached and got my pistol and it fluttered again and i just opened fire well what it was it was papers floating up in the hall we had painted the room and, the, and left the papers in there and left the window open, the breeze, the flutter, in the papers, and I just shot all the papers up, plus I ruined the television set. So I don't shoot anymore.
0: That's the best story I heard all night, Grady. All right. Uh, have you ever heard of somebody named
1: Malachi Martin? Yes, that name sounds He's very good. He, he was
0: an exorcist, I believe, Father Malachi Martin. Yes, I've heard that name. And uh, so now now what he does, of course, he... he Exercise of demons from people because some of these dead people that we're talking about, they don't got nowhere to go. So they're going to look out for a body to get into. And I'm thinking that the demons that are going into these bodies are going into people that don't have souls to begin with. Because I don't think if you're a, a, a God-fearing person, got the spirit of God in you, that there's going to be a demon coming in there because they won't like, they won't, they can't exist in whatever that space is. Whatever that space is in our body area, it can only have one and I'm thinking and that's why you got so many demons running around this country because they don't have a soul and demons are saying, "Hey, there's a, there's an empty meat suit right there" and they're jumping in there and they're doing all kind of weird
1: stuff. And there's more empty meat every day too.
0: Well, don't you I mean, do do, do you personally ever have you ever met somebody that you know doesn't have a soul? Maybe they got black eyes or you got a chill or you got this feeling like a hunch like, "Yeah, man, this person's weird. I I got to get out of here." Yeah. Now I have I, I think that's a gift that we have that our spirit man can recognize things and then our fleshly body try to interpret it by saying, wow, that that, that dude, he is not right. He's not right in the head or whatever. You that's know? exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think
1: it's that's kind a, of a, it's kind of an insane, uh, I wouldn't say that they're insane. They just, they have no soul, they have no uh, conscience.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, they got those fires out there in Colorado and uh, burned over a 1,000 houses out there. Last time I checked, lightning's not striking in the wintertime, so I'm thinking some kind of demon-possessed California came out there because they're always setting their own fires out there. All right, here's uh, another question for us. I said, Grady, uh, do you know where the most haunted place on Earth is?
1: Well, I would say the New Mexico desert. And this is why I say that. When they built, when they were working on the atomic bomb back in the 1940s, Mm -hmm. they built a hospital out in the middle of the desert. And this hospital was to take care of the radiation burns from people that they had working in Kentucky. And they took them to this hospital. And they did all kind of experiments on these people. And this is coming from the Apache Indians. Okay. And this hospital is somewhere out there in the desert, right outside of Las Cruces, outside of White Sands. And I think, to me, that is the spookiest place in the world because hmm. of what was done out there in that underground hospital by the government.
0: Hmm. It seems like it's always some kind of hospital where a lot of the, the spiritual kind of freaky things that happen. Well, that's where,
1: that's where a lot of death came from, the hospitals. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, that, yeah, that goes back to what I said earlier about it seems that there's an impression left from a traumatic experience, like a death yeah. or a murder or multiple murders or suicides. And it, it, just,
1: is, it just makes a mold in the, in the universe or whatever it is, and that's where it's attracted to. And uh, to me, that's uh, that, that's what the haunted place is. Mm. Now, like, you can go to some of the battlefields Gettysburg and some of those places, uh, you can feel something there. I can mm-hmm.
0: because
1: now, of all the deaths that were there.
0: Now we're talking about visions of hell, and uh, of course there's uh, there's the book right there. But how do we know that these are necessarily, say, visions? Because what if somebody actually saw something? that wouldn't really be a vision, would it?
1: Well, what can you say? A lot of them were dead. And they they came back and brought them back to life. Mm-hmm. So how could they say something if they were dead <laughs>
0: well, so now I, I take it that you're not you're not going to go to hell are you no um and, and then if you if you sign up at the door you get to the door and your name's in the hell list you say no somebody put me in on there that's not mine that, that's not that's my not name that's not me that's not me okay okay um uh, it seems like it's in the government always has an interest in denying anything that's spiritual anything that has to do with, they they none of them believe in heaven or hell and that's why they all can always acting a fool uh it seems to me that a, maybe a, a few more people need to have visions of hell to get their head straight i
1: think they do i think we have a lot better country uh everybody'd be better off mm-hmm.
0: it's, uh, it, it seems Grady, no didn't didn't the early preachers that when, when the United States had had many revivals, and, and they mainly came through preachers that talked about fiery hell. They just told the way it was in the Bible. Now you don't hear that anymore. No, today you get these milk toasty preachers. They want to they want to show a big screen jumbotron, and they got smoke machines and electric guitars, and it ain't much about hell in those. Places. In fact, there's nothing about hell, you know, because they don't want to offend anybody. And I'm thinking, I'm not sure you're gonna see a revival with that kind of milk toasty talk right there.
1: No, and, that, and it, don't get me into this. I think that's a big problem out there. Uh, it's all milk toast. Nobody's afraid to say it. Mm-hmm. Tell it like it is. Uh, I've had some preachers actually go against the Bible because they think it's not right. So I think, you know, you're going you're gonna to write your own Bible? You're going go to go by what God said.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, now that gets to the point that there's, there's to, to say, we mentioned the Muslims earlier, they seem to have... I don't want to say Bible because I don't know what it is, Holy Writ or whatever that thing is they read. It don't change. It never has changed. And you don't get different versions of it. But you get to the Bible and there's 50 different versions of it and new versions come out every year. And each time something has changed in there, something is taken away and something is added. And the book itself says, don't take away, don't add. And they do that mainly for copyright so that they can get a cut from the Word of God. They want to capitalize on it. And say, oh well, we interpreted this, so therefore you got to pay us yes for this book, and therefore you can't copy it. You know, I mean, it's, there's a, a exactly. marketing, there's That's a marketing it behind it.
1: I'll tell you a funny story like You said they got to make money off of it. I wrote a script one time for that Roswell one. They're gonna make a movie out of it. It's gonna be filmed in Santa Fe. Uh, the studio sent some writers out there to write the script. And every weekend they would fly me from Fort Worth here to Santa Fe to work with these script writers. And we finally got the script all settled and every other weekend they would send in a different producer, you might say, Mm -hmm. and he would change things up in the script. And I finally said, why do you have to change things for? And they said, son, the amount of money they're paying me, if I didn't change things, they wouldn't think I was doing my job. Hmm. Doesn't that make sense?
0: Yeah. Isn't that silly? Yeah. Yeah. It just, make, just make them think that they're not doing their job. Yeah. Well, then, like I say, they all seem to want to cut from it. and uh, They
1: want to change, yeah. so I'm sorry about my voice. I've well, been they're wrong for the last two weeks.
0: Well, there there are other folks that want to change that Bible because they want to change it. You know what oh, I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. They want it to make it less, or let's say, they want to make it more inclusive. But we won't go there because I don't want to get you in trouble. All right. Richard Argo says... Aragon says, uh, Grady, do do pets or animals go to hell if they kill somebody?
1: Well, the well, Bible tells you the animals don't have a soul. So how are you going go to go either place if you don't have a soul? Well, then what about... Does that answer your question?
0: Yeah, but what about Balaam's donkey? He had a conversation. It seemed like if he, if he could talk to somebody, he would have a soul. I mean, are you, yeah. is you is your little doggy don't... Grady, is your little dog don't have a soul? Well, sometimes
1: she thinks she does, but I... I
0: I saw him running around back there. He's not doing his duty on the carpet, is he, again? No, no,
1: no. He ran to see his mother.
0: Okay, okay. Who's got to clean that up if he goes? Not me. (laughs) Well, okay, okay. All right, well, so yeah, So, so animals, I mean, I guess we're eating them, so I guess they don't have a soul
1: think they do a lot, really.
0: Now, now, some people said that they went to heaven and they saw animals there, but this is not consistent, so I really can't say that there are animals in heaven.
1: No. Uh, I, I just, I don't think they do, because the, doesn't the Bible tell you the animals don't have a soul? Well, I never doesn't really... it tell you the soul, the soul is what goes to
0: heaven? Okay, hang on. Let me put this to people watching the show. Alright, people watching the show, have you ever read in the Bible that animals do not have a soul or what it does say about a soul in animals. If anybody's got that, just shoot it in the, in the live chat. Great. We're going to find out cause we've got people watching the show and they'll, they'll help us out here. Okay. So, uh, you know, and I think you started to mention this, but there are numbers of Christians that don't believe in hell and nobody's been, nobody's been able to come back except for the near death experienced people to, to say, but then the doctors automatically dismiss that and say that was just a biochemical reaction in their own brain. They heard about hell, and, they, and so they fabricated it in their brain. Do you feel? Did you ever get the feeling somebody was fabricating it
1: in their brain? No, oh, no. And you made a comment about some Christians don't believe in hell. Uh, are you sure you believe in that?
0: Are you asking me? Yeah. Well, I believe there's hell. Well,
1: if you're a Christian, how can you not believe in hell?
0: Well, I mean, there's people that call themselves Christians that that have a lot of weird ideas. I think so. I, you know,
1: I think you're right. You're right. I should have said that.
0: No, so, no, no. I mean, that's that, that's fine because uh, that's what we're talking about. So it's, it's not it's not taught in the church, so how are they going to believe it? You know, one time I was reading right. I was reading the Bible. I was reading the Bible going into this church and. Um, the preacher said all that spooky stuff is all gone. There's no more. Nobody's getting raised from the dead. There's no people walking on water. There's no people getting miraculously healed. That's all done. We're in this other kind of stage here. Nothing happens like that. And I'm thinking, why well, didn't read where all that's supposed to end? And so uh, I said, what book are you reading? And uh, so I, I, I kind of got into it with him because I'm thinking, I'm thinking that there are miracles happen every day. They're oh, still, yes, they're still yes. happening. And how depressing would it be for a preacher to try to tell me that it's all done? He said, no, so what, what I got to do? It's all all done, so it's all tied it up. But what I got to do? Well, he said we well, got to pay your tithes. That's what we still got. All the miracles are gone. All the miracles are gone, but you still got to pay. I said what? I said well, wait a minute, man. What do you they mean I got to pay? I said I said, I said I said I said I'll tell you what. I'll pay because you got a mortgage on the church, but I want my name on the mortgage as well because I'm putting into it. He goes, oh no, your name don't get on there. Well, wait a minute. If I'm paying for it, I mean, why doesn't my name get on there? And then if I leave, I get my equity. I mean, what's? I don't know. <laughs> uh, so I, I had a couple. I've had a couple of run-ins. Now the, there are plenty of good preachers out there too. Let's just put it that way. And if it wasn't for them, a lot of people wouldn't know. They wouldn't come to the Lord anyway. But there's, you know, I mean, that's how I got. That's how I got where I am because you know, I, I, had, I met a good preacher. Have you ever met a good one?
1: Oh yeah. I met some bad ones, not to me. To mm-hmm. me, a bad preacher is the worst thing in the world. I mean, uh, they ruin more people. Uh, it, it, I think there's a special place in hell for people like that. That's my opinion. <laughs> wow. We got preachers going to hell now. All right. Um,
0: what do you think about the strange experiments in Nightmare Hall at the Dulcie Base? That's out west, the Dulcie Base.
1: Oh, you talking about the place up on New Mexico, Colorado Line?
0: Yeah. New Mexico. strange
1: place. You ever been there?
0: No. I'm I'm wanting to go there though. I'm wanting to make a trip out west. I'm going to hit all these places. Roswell, Dulce, all of them.
1: We rode out there one time at the Harleys and uh, we stopped in town and uh, we asked the people, what makes this town so special? What's all this flying saucer stuff and all that? And this man told us, he says, well, we just have a lot of strange things happen here. And I said, well, like what? He said, well, At a football game one time, this big cloud came over and it just floated over the cliff. There's big cliffs there and it disappeared. And it wasn't a cloud, but it looked like a cloud. We could tell it wasn't a cloud. And then he said, a lot of airplanes fly over there and land on the other side of that cliff. Mm -hmm. And we don't know what's over there. And just strange things like that happening. It's It's a very strange place. And the people the people that live there, they accept it and they'll tell you about it. There's nothing they can do about it. It's just there..
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, all right, Grady, thanks for sharing now. We got to, and like I say, I, I, I'm wanting to do a, west, a western trip. Maybe I'll come out and visit you sometime because la- last year we went uh, we went north to Glacier and Yellowstone and Grand Teton and that. But now we want to come back around from the Midwest and go kind of southern down and go through the western states to Dulce, Roswell we'll see some petroglyphs, the grand canyons, yeah. spooky places well, like that. We
1: satisfy out there. They're a beautiful, beautiful country.
0: Mm. Well, we've as you know, I just a few minutes ago I just asked people about animals and soul in the Bible and we got uh, somebody said that uh uh God says that he preserves both the both the um uh, well, where to go? Uh the people and the animals but i don't know if he, if he preserves them if we're eating them so i got to find out how that is and that's the thing that's the thing about when you go Grady, it, uh, you don't have to say one way or another but are you are you going to get furnace blasted or are you going to get buried
1: i'm going to get buried
0: okay cuz now see i got a problem with getting furnace blasted just in case you know if i'm going to get resurrected i kind of feel like i should i don't I don't,
1: I don't, I don't want any of that furnace blast i'm
0: like you uh, you know i meant... <laughs> You know, I mean, what if you, you know, you might feel that. You might think you're in hell getting all of a sudden they turn it and start firing on you. So I don't know. I don't know, man. All right. So, um, and I did ask that question to people watch the show one time if they're going to get torched or if they're going to get buried. Uh, I think most of them said buried, but all right. So uh, this freely speaking says, Grady, is Hollywood a literal dwelling place of fallen angels and a portal to hell? I
1: think Hollywood's the most corrupt place in America. Oh, by the way, what, what more can I say?
0: Yeah, somebody said somebody said on my Western trip, I need to go to Area 51 and Groom Lake, too. So there's some hot spots out. When do you guys get all the hot spots out there, Grady? I don't got nothing here in the Midwest.
1: <laughs> That's where it all happened out here.
0: Well, it ain't happening here in Indianapolis. In Indianapolis, we call it India no place because nothing ever happens here. It's flatter than a pancake, and all there is corn surrounding here. There's no cliffs. There's no valleys. There's no Grand Canyons. There's no mountains. There's nothing.
1: Same thing out this way. You'll enjoy
0: it. You'll enjoy it, Mr. I might to build me a cabin out west somewhere. Um, so now there are people that have went to hell, uh, and then they come back with their stories, and they try to tell other people, but it's usually that it's kind of like the Lazarus Abraham story that even though somebody's come back from a vision of hell, and they tell somebody, most people aren't persuaded. It's like, they're they're stuck in a place and they're not going to believe anybody. Have you seen anybody that came back and convinced somebody, said, man, you were really there. I really believe you were there. I'm going to change my life without the hell experience.
1: No, no. Most of the people that I've talked to about this, uh, they were more of a shame to tell it, to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, As far as them sharing it with anybody, no, they did not. Mm -hmm. And the reason they didn't, because they thought everybody would laugh at them. Um, it's a shame, but that, that's what they thought.
0: Did any of them say that when they went to hell, that they had a, a life review? No, no, okay. no. Because it seems... like they, when... they
1: just woke up. They just woke up. They were all killed, all, all died. Mm-hmm. And they woke up in the area that they told me about.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And then when they they were brought back to life here, then they came back. But there was no, uh, what's your name and this time. They just woke up and they were there. mm mm-hmm.
0: mm mm-hmm. And so they're probably thinking, I don't know how, how I got here, but I want to get out of here. That's did right. Did any of them express how long they were there? No,
1: no. Mm-hmm.
0: Probably it seemed like it, it seemed like forever. It just just to show up seemed like, seemed like it seemed like forever.
1: Most of the people that were that were killed, they actually died, but they they didn't stay dead that long. They were brought back to life. Mm-hmm. But it could have been, a, it, it might have seemed like an eternity to them. Mm-hmm. But it was just a matter of, of minutes, you know, until they were brought back to life here.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I see somebody in the live chat said they want to be cremated because they're claustrophobic. They don't want to, they don't want to wake up in a casket. Uh, you're not going to wake up. <laughs> Are you sure? I'm sure. I, I mean, didn't these people that had these visions of hell, they were dead and they woke up. Well, that's right,
1: that, you got a point
0: there. So you just wanna, when you, when you go there, you wanna wake up topside, I guess, is what the, what the big that's deal right. thing is. Right, right. Um, some people take drugs and they get so, they have such a hallucination that they think they went to hell. Is that a possibility? Uh, For instance, uh, you talk about being out west, have you ever taken peyote?
1: No, no. Mm-hmm. I've known people that have. Mm-hmm. And it's a very sickening experience. They get sick, and they experience a lot of weird things. I mean, a lot of weird things.
0: Yeah, I, a lot of them say they see giant spiders climbing up on the in the wall and stuff oh, like this. They see
1: everything. It, 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 it's it's a mess. But I've never tried it. Don't want to try it. I never tried any drugs. I don't need to. Okay. I'm so being high on other things. Not drugs. you
0: getting high on life. All right. right. All right. Um, Jim Shook says. What do you think about scriptures being and have been supernaturally changed? Example, Isaiah eleven six no longer says the lion will lay down with the lamb. It says, wait a minute, let me ask you before I tip your hat, because you may not know anything about this. Does the Bible say that the lion will lay down with the lamb?
1: I thought it did. Mm. I, I, I think it does, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. Well, it's kind of tip my hand here a little bit. Well, no, the answer is no, but it doesn't. No. But anybody you ask will say, and the reason you hesitated, Grady, I understand because you you knew I was coming up to what almost seemed like a trick question. I really didn't mean it to be, I just really wanted an honest uh, unbiased answer. I didn't want to sway you one way or another. That's the only reason I framed it that way. But no, I mean, there are numerous paintings from the sixth century, whenever, that shows the lion laying down with the lamb. And everybody hears there'll be a time when the lion will lay down with the lamb. But the Bible says the wolf will lay down with the lamb. Now I'm thinking, now people call that something about the Mandela effect. That's a whole different category of things happening. But you yourself kind of expressed that it's always seemed like it was lion and the lamb, but no, now it's wolf and the lamb. So where did we get, where did we get the wolf? I don't know. Where'd that come from? I, I,
1: you got me, I'm lost.
0: But but you you remember something about lion and the lamb right I mean yes, yes. isn't that just basic
1: uh,
0: uh, church going stuff I, I just don't understand I've uh, always
1: heard that the lion and the lamb yes yeah I've, I've never been,
0: heard wolf yeah I I don't even think there's a wolf but wolf the wolf ain't nothing the Bible talks plenty about lions lions everywhere um, I
1: don't know the Bible made mentions a wolf
0: no I don't I never heard a wolf. I don't think I have wolves in the Middle East all right um. Richard says, uh, "Grady, did any of the people tell you where hell is located?" No. Where do you think it's located?
1: Well, you know where heaven's located?
0: Uh, Up yonder.
1: Well, what's
0: opposite? Down yonder.
1: (laughs) Okay, let's let's leave it at that. Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Here's very. This is a complicated question. Here, you ever been to Sturgis? Yes. Uh, Is it a blast, or what? What happens out there?
1: well we all get together and just uh look at all the motorcycles and uh go to all the the, the the shops and just mm-hmm. have a good time
0: seemed like somebody tried to stop that but uh I'm glad they didn't they weren't able to well people don't want I
1: tried to stop it for years uh we can't stop it you can't mm-hmm. stop a bunch of Harvey people let me tell you
0: good i always view them as patriotic americans that's exactly that's, right that's a, yeah that's a dare i say a dying breed but as long as you guys I keep tell right.
1: the most the most uh Touching thing I've done in a long time is I went on that ride uh, called Run to the Wall. It starts in California,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it ends up at the Pentagon oh. in Washington. And we stop at every town, every VFW hall. Uh, it's the most patriotic thing to see how the people turn out for mm-hmm. you, for all the Harleys. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's probably, oh, maybe a thousand of us on the highway at one time. In some states, they even uh, the state police give us an escort all the way across the state. Nice. It's very, very touching, and it makes you proud that you're an American.
0: Very nice. Very nice. Good, good to, good to hear that. And I think some of them even stop at children's hospitals.
1: Oh yes, yes.
0: And so you know we need, we, we need more things like that, not less. So uh, there you go on that. There. All right. So I saw somebody in the live chat that people that are watching are saying, um, uh, what, what I read here. Uh, talking about the location, talking about the location of hell. Could it be a different dimension?
1: You're getting into some deep stuff here, Mister Hot. You're talking about dimensions. Uh, my book, Rosal 1, mentions that. It mentions about the different dimension.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It mentions how the dimension that this alien is from. Mm-hmm. They only have one religion so mm-hmm. therefore they don't have any uh, religious fights okay so uh, they only have it's a different dimension uh, it's here all the time we just can't see it
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, you, you very possibly very possibly
0: now now there have been reports that when demons have manifested say like in somebody's house you, you said that somebody appeared in your bedroom there but other people have said that i've heard people say three people showed up in their bedroom were standing over them you know and then they disappear but many times they also say that when these apparitions appear there's a smell of sulfur now sulfur is uh, what used to be called brimstone and of course the bible talks about fire and brimstone well yeah. that's the location yeah. of hell there's plenty of fire and brimstone or one might say sulfur So, have any of the people that had these visions of hell talk about a smell of sulfur? No,
1: never, never, never brought up. Okay. All right. Now, they, they, they talked about the smell, how atrocious the smell was, but the word sulfur was never brought up.
0: Was it be the smell of rotting flesh?
1: It just, as they said, just a sickening smell. They wanted to throw up, but they couldn't throw up. They would kind of like a dry heave and nothing would come up.
0: Well, I would imagine demons have a pretty, pretty bad sanitary
1: I would think life. So, they don't no.
0: they don't wash or anything I don't think you know they don't brush their, their fangs
1: they don't use scope
0: no well <laughs> 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 no Daniel no uh, now here's a question this is a divisive question right here I don't know why somebody put. Uh, do Democrats ride Harleys they what do Democrats ride Harleys too not too many Okay. I can't believe somebody made me ask that question.
1: Not <laughs> too many.
0: Okay. Well, I kind of
1: figured. I shouldn't have, should have said that. They might be. I don't know.
0: Okay. All right. Hey, let's check our poll. We're getting near the end here. So the, the question is, what is hell? And Grady, the, the number one is still uh, eternal torture and pain, separation from God, a fiery burning pit. Uh, 15% said listening to the X. That sounds like hell. And then seeing Kamala's face, you got 5% there. Um, so that, that's, uh, that's that. But hey, I got this other poll here. Let's check it too. It says, uh, what will happen in 2022? Now, do you got optimism for 2022 or is, or is it yes, going to be hell?
1: Well, yes, I do. We have to. We have, we have to. Somebody's got to do something. Okay. Now, who, I don't know. Or what, I don't know. But we can't go on like we are right now. If we do, we won't have a country. Mm. I think people are starting to realize that. I just hope it's not too late.
0: Mm. Well, again, that goes back to our earlier comments. It sounds like a lot of people need to have a vision of hell to turn this thing around. You know, the the absence of, it says that people are not retaining the knowledge of God. And God, when they don't retain the knowledge of God in their, in their soul that God gives them over to a reprobate mind and they do all sorts of things that are inconvenient, like stealing and robbing and looting and burning and uh stealing elections and all kinds of stuff.
1: That's right, that's right. And it's getting worse, getting worse, and it's gonna get worse too.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Just look what's happening now.
0: Hmm.
1: Just, just look at it.
0: Well, you know, now every every generation says it's worse now than it ever has been, but I think we have a right to claim that for for real. This where we're at right now, we've got we've got the. I think we can safely say this is the worst it's ever been.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Did you ever think you could shoot somebody and get away with not even go to jail? Look at New York, what they've just done.
0: Oh, you mean like Ashley Babbitt or some people like that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, people are getting killed every day and letting them out and they kill again like they ain't no they thing don't care.
1: they don't care they're not wow. gonna prosecute them not gonna prosecute them man mm. this should grow like a cancer too
0: mm. well they'll need to catch a few of these freaks and and then give them a copy of your book
1: uh, I don't think that uh don't get me into it
0: mm. so anyway we're we're about at the end here Grady where's uh where can people get your book Amazon okay now they can go there now you got a whole list of them so if they like to read. You've got these other books too, right?
1: Oh yeah, just go go to my name on Amazon and look at the books I have and there's a synopsis on every book. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of them are softback or you can get it in the, the e-book form too. E-book, okay, well there you
0: go, that's, that's pretty high tech.
1: Oh yeah, I'm high tech.
0: <laughs> All right, Greedy, I appreciate you coming on to the broadcast here, we've got to end it here. Uh, any final words you'd like to say, go right ahead.
1: Oh, I, I appreciate the, the opportunity to talk about it. I wish I could have talked more, but I, I'm just about to lose my voice. Like I said, I've, been, I've had bronchitis for the past two weeks. And it's getting worse and worse. Oh. But uh, I hope people can understand me, and I, I hope that they would get out and, 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 and buy my book. I think it's only 2 or $3. It's not that expensive, yeah. and it will change your life.
0: Well, that's great, and that's what we need here. And uh, and you sounded great. I'm sure everybody understood. And and Grady Bryant, I thank you for coming on the program. Thank you very much, sir. All right. Good evening. All right, everybody. That. Was-